Hello everyone, welcome to the JNM Podcast. My name is Miro. And I'm Jeanette. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the 1991 movie, Point Break. But before we get started, we'd like to thank you for listening to us. Thank you for coming back. And if you're new, welcome. And we hope that you enjoy our little podcast. Uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about Point Break, the 1991 one, not the 2015 remake. And we got most of our information from Wikipedia, IMDb, AV Club, Mental Floss, and whatever Google could throw at us. The movie's cast, um, if you want to jump in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it stars Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah. And apparently the name is based off of um, Joe Montana. Huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. Joey, Johnny Utah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and Reeves um, has is known for his roles in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm-hmm. John Wick franchise, and the Matrix franchise. And because it's know, gonna, there's going to be another one. Yeah. Right. He's in that too. Yeah. Yeah, and you know he's just known for being the best human being on the planet at the moment. From what we know, because we thought that J.K. Rowling was the best human. No, we never thought that. No, but like, you know. We thought she was okay. Well, there was that one meme where it was like, not all boomers are bad. And yeah. she was one of them. She was one of them, yeah. And then it turns out she's yeah. not that great. No. Um, it also has Patrick Swayze in it as Bodhi. Uh, which, funny enough, I didn't recognize him in the movie. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but... Okay. Uh, Patrick Swayze's uh, known for Dirty Dancing, Ghosts, The Outsiders, and Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a pre-car crash Gary Busey as Angelo. Pa- Why are you laughing at that? Because, <laughs> I mean, it was it was like pre before yeah. his motorcycle crash. Yeah, that's you know nothing funny about it. I know, but it was because it's like it went from him like being like you know an okay actor to him just to, being like completely like, yeah. insane. Yeah, um, yeah. Gary Busey as Angelo Pappas. Uh, he's known from Lethal Weapon, Under Siege, and Predator 2. We have Lori Petty as Tyler Endicott. Uh, A League of Their Own. Tank Girl is what she's known from. See, I recognized her as Tank Girl. Um, I um, recognized her as A League of Their Own. Oh, I've never seen A League of Their Own. It's really interesting. You should... Mm. You should watch it. Oh, wow. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, like, on, like, Women's, like, International... Women's Month. Yeah, or International Women's Day. Yeah. Yes. Instead of marching, we'll do a podcast. Yeah, because I I can't can't deal with large crowds. Yeah, and I don't want to walk, so... Um, Yeah, so... um, I recognize her uh, from one scene. Like, she did a facial expression, and I was like, oh, that's her. Um, And then we have John C. McGinley as the FBI director, Ben Harp. Uh, He's known from being the doctor on Scrubs, from Platoon, and Office Space. Um, So the backstory of the film, uh, the film came close to production in 1986 with Ridley Scott directing. Oh my god, can you imagine Ridley Scott directing this movie? It would be very, it would be like super serious. Oh yeah. Um, like, it wouldn't be kind of, like, the way it is now. Yeah. I mean, not that, like, it isn't serious, but I would say... It would say, be a lot more realistic. Yeah. Or grounded, I think. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, some of the people that they consider to play Johnny Utah 
Uh-huh. Was Matthew Broderick, Ooh. Johnny Depp, Val Kilmer, wow. uh, and Charlie Sheen. Damn! Imagine if Charlie Sheen was in this. Yeah, before his, you know, HIV. Yeah. Apes. And then Val Kilmer before he did Snowman. You know what though? If Val Kilmer and Patrick Swayze were in the same movie, they would look too similar. Yeah, I think like Val would probably have to dye his hair for this role. Yeah, they'd have to change him up somehow. Yeah. Because uh, they would look too similar to me, at least. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I think John Depp could do this role. Like, I think it's a little yeah. too normal. But then again, I think he sometimes liked to do normal roles. Because there, there was this one that was like Nick of Time or something, where he's mm-hmm. like trying to beat the clock. I think he'd have to channel his, like, Miami Vice. Not Miami Vice. What was that movie he was in? Uh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Where he'd it's have like to channel very, that a little bit. Yeah. You know? uh, and then Matthew Broderick, that was a bit out there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, he kind of looks like Keanu Reeves. He's like, like, you go to get discount Keanu Reeves, but you can't find it. So you see Matthew Broderick next to that, and you're like, eh, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was in consideration, however, the production fell through. And then four years later, after acquiring the screenplay, the producers of Point Break began looking for a director. Uh, now, at the time, James Cameron, who was uh, executive producer for this film, mm-hmm. uh, was married to Catherine Bigelow. And she just completed Blue Steel, which was her first film in the action genre, Mm -hmm. uh, and was looking for her next next project. Um, So they just decided to have her do it, which I think it was a pretty good choice. Because, like, like, I honestly didn't know that she did Point Break until I watched, like, The Hurt Locker. And Mm -hmm. then someone was like, oh, yeah, she did Point Break. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you can kind of tell, like, she's gotten better at action movies, at yeah. intense scenes. Yeah, I would say, yeah. like, she's not so... Like, some of the scenes, like, it's kind of like Ridley Scott, where it's, like, a little more grounded and a, mm-hmm. a bit more realistic than, um, you know, what she did in her beginning career. Yeah, like, oh my god, that car chase, that was, like, crazy. I know, and we'll talk about the locations that <laughs> <Yeah>. they were... <laughs> Yeah, that car chase was great, and like you could tell, like she she did a good job directing that, and then you could see the same thing um, with the skydiving too. Yeah, like that was yeah, that really was really good. cool too, and that was I'm sure hard to direct. Well, I think know? it's like more of like she has to have like a really good connection and like kind of like a really good relationship with her uh, cinematographer. Yeah, like I think having that strong connection helps. Because mm-hmm. it's like you gotta make sure that the cinematographer knows that what he needs to do, and I think yeah. he also did a good job. Too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and um, so only W. Peter If uh-huh. I th- I think it's very weird. It was like Ilf Ilif. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> um, All right, Peter, listen. <laughs> but uh, he was. Only, he was the only one credited for the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Cameron has said that he did a considerable amount of writing with Bigelow for the final film, helping establish a better p- 
plot flow. Which I'm like, okay, Cameron, go fuck yeah. yourself. Like, he, you know, it's like, come on. Yeah, like, he wants to be like, oh yeah, like I backseat directed this. Yeah. You know, like, like I, we were having dinner and she was telling me what a shit show the movie was. Yeah. So like, I told her how to fix it. No big deal. Yeah, you know? it's it's just very like, so him, so like, you know, an ego. To yeah, you know what though, he makes great movies, so you can. I mean, that's you know. <laughs> all right so uh by the time they actually cast keanu reeves the film was um uh, still titled johnny utah um it was later changed to writers on the of the storm no on the storm. oh writers, writers on, on the, the storm oh oh like the song yeah the door song that's oh. literally what it's it's oh. based off of the doors song oh okay yeah interesting i, I mean i didn't know that um, so they finally changed the title to Point Break because it connects to kind of like a surf break, um, which is a permanent obstruction that causes a wave to break, uh, forming like a barreling wave or other wave that can be surfed on before it eventually collapses. Almost like a wave hitting a rock that creates two more waves that you can still surf on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then two months before filming, Petty, Reeves, Swayze, all trained uh, with former world-class professional surfer Dennis Jarvis uh, to be, you know, to become surfers. Uh, or at least, like, do their stunts for the scene. Or, you know, like, the part where they, like, mount the board, at least, so you can see yeah. their face, yeah. So, uh, Swayze actually refused to use stunt doubles as he'd never, uh, done so for any fight scenes or car chases. He also did the skydiving scene himself, making 55 jumps for the film. Uh... Yeah, because you could tell because he was the only one that you could see him falling while the other ones were almost, like, rigged. Oh, okay. You know, where they're in their own like having the camera look up at them yeah and then they're like pretending that they're falling Falling. but in reality they're like on a rig and you know he did all of the stunts himself but he did actually break four of his ribs uh when they were shooting some of the surfing scenes uh parts of the film were shot at lake powell in utah wheeler and ecola state park in oregon Malibu, Manhattan Beach, Santa Monica, Venice, and the Fox Hills Mall, which is now Westfield Mall mm-hmm. uh, in Culver City. Uh-huh. Um, all of... Oh, we've been to that mall. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's like that big mall. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, in Co- All of those were in California. Yeah. Um, like we said before, the film was also remade in 2015, but it received negative reviews. Yeah. No one liked it. Uh-oh. No. Well, because it was the same thing like Ben-Hur. There was like a Ben-Hur remake in like 2015 or 2016. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And it was like, why? No one asked for it. No one even remembers it. Yeah. Um, So there really isn't like a true source of how the idea of Point Break came about. Uh, According to co-producer Rick King, he first came up to the idea while reading an LA Weekly article and apparently in the article it was talking about Los Angeles being the robbery capital of America mm-hmm. and that's when he decided to like oh let's like have this whole FBI thing of like robbers and then another source states that Kim Nunn's 
cat being the source had some connection to the film mm -hmm. and the 1984 novel depicts the dark side of surfing so instead of um, an FBI agent going undercover uh, the story actually focuses on a guy traveling to Huntington Beach to look for his missing sister and for the three men who may have murdered her. And that's what Tapping the Source is about? Yeah. And is it also like a surfing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, okay. the dark side of surfing. I guess it's like kind of like understanding like how surfers act behind the scenes type of thing. Or like kind of like Who like knew kind of like whole... what we saw like when Keanu Reeves was like trying to surf and then the guy like hit him because he he like ruined his wave or something like that. Hmm. Kind of like Is that, that real, you think? Oh yeah. I feel like a lot of the, you know, serious surfers like don't like it when like a tourist like tries to like uh hmm. surf. So that's why it's probably best to um at least like go into like the safer mm. um surfing areas with a trainer than to like be like oh i'm gonna go to this part mm, the beach and then you know because yeah. like i feel like that they can be a bit rude and they can be like very like territorial it's like oh you know mm. you're not allowed here something like that i don't know i the this is my stretch <clears throat> at a beach. Yeah. These I'm... are my waves. That's what that's what surfers sound like in my head. They're not like, hey man, nice surf, bro. No, it's not like no, that. No, I like, feel like this that's... is my no, beach. I, I feel like that they are like the um those like Gen Xers or that like have like million dollar homes and then they yeah. like own like a business like a multi billion dollar business yeah. and then they surf. It's like, literally the guys that can afford yeah. to go to the beach on a yeah. Tuesday morning. I feel like those are the people that are very rude. They're, yeah. they're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so let's give a quick summary of uh, what the movie's actually about. Um, so the movie starts with our uh, protagonist, Johnny Utah, a rookie FBI agent. And former Ohio State quarterback, this comes in uh, handy later, yeah. uh, being assigned uh, with an experienced agent named Angelo Papas in investigating a string of bank robberies by a group called the Ex-Presidents, who wear rubber masks made of uh, Ronald Reagan's face, Richard Nixon, little Lyndon B. Johnson, and Jimmy Carter. I thought you were about to say Little B. <laughs> little B. Johnson? Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be our president in 2039. Yeah, um, yeah, so <laughs> these guys, you know, uh, rather than rubbing the vault whenever they get to a bank, they have a system worked out where they get in, they get the cash from the tellers, and they're out within a minute and a half. That's their whole thing. Get in and out within a minute within a minute and a half. Yeah, and then they have the car keys already inside the car. Yeah, they leave the car running outside yeah. and all this stuff. Uh, and uh, you know, we the, something that was interesting is like I found out that the FBI apparently has a robber division. Oh yeah, I don't know if they that's have. True or not. They have like a lot of divisions. They have like the. Um, the fraudulent gambling it's kind oh, of like yeah. where the mcmillions happen okay. where like there was this guy that had i think like his dad uh tried to um 
kill this like mob boss mm-hmm. in like New York or New Jersey, and then I guess like he it it was in like an HBO documentary called McMillions, and basically what he would do is that he would get these like scratch or like you know like the Mc, the Monopoly mm-hmm. game from McDonald's. He had a source inside the McDonald's like. Oh. Um, side that they were getting all the you know this little like monopoly things and basically were able to take the things that he needed in order to get the you know winning prize yeah. and he would distribute it to his friends so then it didn't look suspicious but then they later found out that yeah it's pretty suspicious yeah <laughs> and then yeah they had they had the same thing like uh, Johnny Utah they had like an undercover guy Oh, you know, kind of like try to figure out and everything. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, like so, I feel like that they have a lot of divisions. I think it's like that, and then like more serious crimes. After they fail to catch one of the robbers, like they get to a bank after it's been already robbed. Um, Papa's tells Utah his theory that the criminals are actually surfers. Uh, Utah uh, then decides to go undercover in the L.A surfing scene to find out who they are um they uh utah ends up ends up actually persuading tyler endicott to teach him how to surf uh after he uh goes out on his own she saves him and then he like knowing who she is because like they've done background checks and everything knows that she lost her parents so he basically goes oh yeah like i lost my parents too like let's bond over this and you can teach me how to surf uh, so, you know, they, uh, they start taking lessons and then, uh, through that, uh, Utah ends up actually meeting the group Bodhi, uh, the charismatic leader of the surfer gang, uh, that includes Roach, Gromit, and Nathaniel, uh, which also this, I, I want to believe that it's true that there are surfer gangs and they all have like gang names like Roach, Gromit. Nathaniel Bodie, you know like it's like they come out like they walk in like a v-shape down the street I mean like, I don't with think Bodie it's like... in the middle like in the center and then like you know the other guys and they like snap their fingers while okay I don't think you. it's I don't think it's West Side Story like it sounds like it no I don't think so that is what is described right here no I I, I mean I don't think in reality it is yeah um anyways yeah so you know they accept him in their surfer lifestyle uh and he starts banging tyler as well yeah which is kind of weird because it's like she's also in a relationship with bodhi and then bodhi was like oh like whatever it's mine is yours and i'm like isn't that how like aids and hiv get they're surfers they don't care i know but you know they they go in the sea water and it like disinfects Okay. Yeah. So, Papas in Utah follow a trail by analyzing toxins found in the hairs of one of the bank robbers, and they found they found a group of surfers. Mm-hmm. Um, and since the group matched the behavior of the bank robbers, they decide to uh, pull a raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the raid caused the death of two of the members and ruins the DEA undercover operation for a drug crime. Mm-hmm. And Tom Sizemore, who plays that undercover um, yeah. cop, uh, he 
in this film he was uncredited but he's really he had a pretty like he had speaking lines yeah but i i guess like he i don't know maybe he mm-hmm. you know just wanted to do it because it's like maybe he did it as a favor or something yeah, too. yeah. um but tom size what was his name tom size tom okay uh states that the group was out of state when the bank robbery happened i think like they were in like fourth fort worth right yeah yeah uh, so, when Utah uh, was about to join Bodhi, um, I think it was, like, the next uh, day, Tyler, um, yeah, when when Utah was about to join Bodhi, Tyler, and the gang for another surfing trip the mm-hmm. following day, he suspects that they are the presidents, the ex-presidents, when one of the surfers moons at other surfers in the same manner as what the robber did and so he was like oh like (laughs) it's that moment where he's like oh i have to go now and then dad was like what do you mean we just got here it's like (laughs) oh no like i realized i have like a meeting and so then he tells papas and then they start to stake stake out um at bank uh at the bank they think they're yeah, gonna that, hit next yeah 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 so um yeah and then papa's is really hungry and he tells keanu reeves hey can you i'm gonna call him keanu reeves because uh, yeah go ahead yeah uh he tells keanu reeves hey can you go get me food i'm really hungry like get me two meatball sandwiches get yourself like a hot dog or something yeah and come back and you and know. then while he was doing that that's when the ex-presidents you know go and in it, yeah and it was kind of like that this is it's moments like this where i'm like okay this movie like i can't tell if i'm supposed to take it seriously or if it's like a full-on comedy because they like gary Busey's character is just looking down like at reading a map or something and the robbers come, park their car, go inside, rob the place, and run out. And no one even sees them. Yeah. Well, because, like, even when, like, uh, Utah came back, he's like, Hey, did you notice that there was a car that came yeah. by? And Gary's like, Oh, really? <laughs> and then um, once the people came out, like, the ex-presidents came out, they, Utah realized, like, Oh, like, they're doing a robbery. And then, like, says, like, FBI! You know, yeah. and then that's when like Bodie looks at him, who is supposedly the Ronald Reagan, yeah, uh, robber, and so this leads to Chase going from the Fox Hills Mall <laughs> in Culver City by yeah. the ninety freeway to Venice Beach, like the ve- like the houses, like yeah. almost to on the, the yeah beach on the almost. beach. Yeah. And then ending at the L.A. River by Culver City Bike Trail, which wow. is does not make sense. They're completely opposite areas. Yeah. Because <laughs> you start in, like, the 90 freeway entrance by Slauson. Yeah. Then you go all the way. You have to go on the freeway. Yeah. To, like, Amorty Way. Then mm-hmm. you have to go, like what like on washington boulevard yeah. then to like <laughs> like um like ocean avenue yeah, or something so like, it's that. like and then know. yeah and then you have to go back <laughs> and then get to like what like um you have to go back to washington then to lincoln 
and then uh, get on the bike trail um, when you get to the Culver Loop. <laughs> yeah. So there's so, all these things that make physically make no sense. Yes. It would and, take like three hours just to get around. Yeah. And I didn't really notice it as much as you did. I was just kind of like, oh, like I know that area is Culver City. And then I was like, oh, we're in Venice now. But I didn't really pay attention to it until you told me about it. And I was like, oh, she's right. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And I feel like people that live in that area, if they see this movie, they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> I'm sure surfers will watch it and be like, wait, they're in one scene, they're at like this beach. And then in another scene, they're at a completely different beach. Yeah, because even uh, the beaches that they went to, they went to... Um, oh, well, the first... they went to like five different ones. Yeah, the first time that they went to a beach was in Malibu. Yeah. Then they went down to like el segundo area yeah then back up to like <laughs> santa monica yeah, and, and you know Venice. it's surfers man who cares it's just a three-hour drive bro like come on man let's go I rob mean, a bank that's afterwards. a lot of gas <laughs> and that's a lot of like running yeah i was about to say how do they pay for all that and i'm like all oh, right they rob the banks right the whole <laughs> thing the movie that was about. the whole point <laughs> yeah like the thing the movie's about they're robbing banks so they can afford to drive between San Diego and L.A. during the summer for surfing. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, um, when Utah, like, jumps down to the L.A. River, apparently his old knee injury flares up, and then he, he can't, like, catch up to Bodhi. Yeah. Uh, but. A very interesting scene happens. Yes. Where Bodhi can see Keanu Reeves' face from like 300 feet away. Yes. He has like super, cl- he has like, like he eagle can like vision. go right up to the, yeah. like. I mean, granted, if you saw someone from that far away, you would probably recognize them, like if you knew them. Well, I think he already recognized him, like, Before remember, yeah, 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 when yeah. he was like, FBI, yeah, yeah. like, and then like, He's Bodhi like, what the fuck? <laughs> Utah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and then freaking Keanu Reeves shoots in the air with, like, and doesn't shoot at him. Yeah. That was kind of weird. It's like you can't just discharge your firearm for no reason. Yeah, because then wouldn't. Yeah, with, bullets come in down. In terms of, like, yeah, physics, wouldn't it just go straight down and kill yeah. you? Because uh, it's like. It wouldn't be straight down, and by the time it comes down, the earth would have moved. So it won't oh, hit so you. Oh, so it would have gone, like, up, like, maybe yeah. a little up? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it didn't make sense. I'm like, why are you just randomly unloading your clip into the air like you're that Yeah, angry? isn't it illegal like, in, just some, shoot him. in some states yeah. that you can't disarm, like, yeah. straight up in yeah. the air? And I was like, dude, he's on a fence. Like, he can't go anywhere. Just shoot him. Like, yeah. he's halfway up a fence. Like, his, he's resting his nuts on the fence. Shoot him in the ass. Yeah, just shoot him in his, uh, what is it called? Mooning ass. Yeah. So, um... So, we, we, you know, get back to later that day when Utah gets back home to Tyler, and then Tyler finds uh, Utah's FBI badge, and is basically like, Oh my god, you lied to me about everything! Was this thing about your parents even true? And he's like, uh, nah, man, they're good. Like, they live... <laughs> they yeah, live like in they Anaheim, live in they're like, chill. No, wasn't it like Ohio? Something, or, like, or Utah, Idaho? maybe. Idaho? Yeah. No, I don't think he's a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really funny because like, no, man, my parents are fine. Yeah, I totally lied to you about that. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
after, like, spending the entire night, like, sending her, like, voicemail messages, um, he gets a knock at the door, and thinking that, oh, it's, it's Tyler, he, he goes and realizes that, no, it's Bodie, and then the gang, yeah. and then he's like, oh, come on, like, let's, let's go, like, we're going on a trip, we're going on a trip, like, let's, you know, help you pack, and then he just reluctantly goes there, yeah. And then apparently they go um, skydiving, um, and you know it's like a huge like I think like it was like a five minute scene or something of mm-hmm. them just falling. Yeah, it was and, pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a it had dialogue. It had a bunch of shit. It had holding hands and you know, <laughs> you. You release it's, your. It's you not, release your parachute. It, no, you release your yeah, parachute. No, you do it. I do it after you. When you do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And then during the plane ride too, they're like, "Oh, take this parachute. This one's good." No, no, take this one. This one's yeah, better. Yeah, and then Utah is like, "Wait, how do I know that this isn't like you yeah. know already like rigged or something?" Yeah. And then Bodie's like, "Here." take mine yeah and then roger or gremlin is like oh no no you need to take mine yeah this one's better yeah and it, and i'm just like wait a minute like if you guys are so like you know worried about these parachutes don't use any of them yeah. get ones that you know work they it it has to work once it only has to not work once for it to never matter again like just <laughs> just why why are we discussing which parachute is better all of them need to be the best parachutes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, after the jump, uh, Bodhi reveals that he knows that Utah is an FBI agent and actually shows a video of Tyler being held hostage by his friend Rosie. So Where then, is she, you son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so Bodhi blackmails Utah to participate in a group's last bank robbery of the summer. So during the robbery, Bodhi decides to take the money from the vault. Oh. And then everyone's like, no, like, you know. We have a plan. Yeah, bro. we have a plan. He's like, no, no, take, get the money from the vault. So then Roach goes and um, deals with that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this causes an off duty cop and the bank guard to try to foil the robbery. Uh, causing two the two men and mm. Gromit uh, to die from gunshot wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bodhi becomes furious of Gromit's death, and he knocks Utah unconscious before leaving the scene. So after um, Harp gets there and arrests Utah for armed robbery because he participated in in it, Papas and Utah decide to head to the airport. Uh, where Bodhi, Roach, and Nathaniel are about to leave for Mexico. Wait, does Mexico have good surf beaches? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Just making sure. I'm worried about them. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, Peru has good surf and maybe, like, Argentine. I don't know. Oh, Brazil has good ones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so... A shootout occurs, uh, causing the death of Pappas and Nathaniel uh, to die, um, and Roach being seriously wounded. Mm-hmm. So Bodhi forces Utah on the plane at gunpoint, and then like helps Roach 
um, onto the plane. And then once airborne and over their drop zone, Bodie and Roach skydive off the plane and leave Utah uh, to take the blame. But Utah decides to jump off the plane with that parachute and takes Bodie's gun, who mm-hmm. who he just like he kind of like threw it yeah. before he dropped he jumped. <laughs> um, and he catches up to Bodie. Uh, I know that like it states in um, the notes that. Um, Mythbusters actually tried to test it out and apparently he wouldn't have enough time to get there and then do the parachute in time. Yeah. Um, but I think we have already transcended space and time in this movie during yeah. the car chase. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Utah uh, managed to get... Um, to Bodhi, mm-hmm. um, but then Bodhi's like, well, you know, you had to release the parachute, because he had him, like, Utah was holding, using one hand to hold onto Bodhi, and then had the gun pointed at Bodhi, but then he, someone has to release the parachute, yeah. and so he basically had to release the gun and then pull the parachute. So then Why didn't one- he just shoot him and then pull the parachute? Because it's a it's a movie. He's oh, he's right, got right. he's got. There's got to be tension. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So after the landing, Utah tries to um, help him out. You know, tries to you know catch him again, but then his knee gives out again. So it allows Boti to uh, escape. Yeah. And then while uh, Bodie is escaping, Rosie drives up to the scene and releases Tyler to Utah. Yeah. Um, when Bodie catches up to Roach, who's like lying down, he realizes that he's dead and then just takes the money mm-hmm. and then drives away with Rosie. So then nine months later, Bodie tracks... No, sorry. Mm-hmm. Utah tracks Bodie and Bell's Beach... In Victoria, Australia. Oh, mate, the Australian waves are. <laughs> what? You know, in Australia. Australia? Yeah. No. No, that's what they. That's how Australians talk. They add an R at the end. Oh, okay. Australia. Oh yeah, like, uh, like James. James. Yeah. Yeah. It was like no. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so after a fight, uh, another fight scene, Johnny managed to place handcuffs uh, to himself and to Bodhi, but Bodhi pleads to Utah to release him so he can experience a 50-year storm. Apparently it's this big storm that he wants to yeah. experience like the He's like, huge oh, it has wave. the best waves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so knowing Bodhi would not come back alive, Utah just releases him and bids um, farewell to him. You know, that part kind of bothered me because we're like, oh yeah, we're just going to assume he's going to die. But he's a pretty good surfer. Yeah, I think he would kind of under, like yeah. he would know how to like hold his breath like during the... Yeah. And we like kind of see him get swallowed by the waves, but it's like he could swim underneath and like be fine. Yeah. He's a, he's a surfer. He does this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he throws his badge into the ocean and, like, 
you know, just walks off into the sunset. You mean Johnny? Johnny throws? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, the, yeah, freaking Bodhi's dead, dude. The Swiss, the sea swallowed him. The Swiss swallowed him. Swiss? <laughs> the Swiss swallowed him. It does remind me of that uh, monologue from uh, The Lighthouse, though. Uh, which one? Like, which scene? Which uh, Where William Defoe is cussing out uh, Robert Pattinson for not liking his food. Oh, you love my lobster, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you love my like, lobster. Like, it's like, it's such like a, you yeah. know, typical, like, old couple. Like, they've been married yeah. for five years. Yeah. And he's like, hark, hark, Triton, hark. And then he does the speech about, like, the sea swallows you and, like, yeah, bulging... <laughs> You know, you know that speech. That really yeah, yeah, speech. I know, I know that speech. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about our thoughts on the characters. Uh, what did you think of Johnny Utah? I think um, it was a like a pretty interesting role for Keanu because it's like he's known for doing like Bill and Ted at this point. Mm-hmm. I think like he hasn't done uh, the Matrix or speed at mm-hmm. this time i think this is like yeah this is before those i think yeah. yeah um so it's like it's funny that like how he like transitioned from being like a totally like bruh yeah. to like slowly disintegrating that into being like this really serious guy that has very minimal dialogue because they don't yeah. want him to sound like a surfer. a surfer yeah not a lot of like facial expressions it's just you know yeah um so i think it i think it was a really good role for him um i don't i don't have any problems about him i think it was a good cast i think he probably was a better cast for this role than matthew broderick <laughs> yeah matthew broderick yeah but i don't think he was the best choice like i think even charlie sheen probably would have done a better job i feel like just because uh, like keanu reeves it's hard to take him serious as a fbi agent i think maybe because like he is an undercover um surfer that i think that's why they might have um like hired him for this role because it's like oh he can like pull out that surfer accent yeah, yeah. he can totally tap into the hey dude what's up bro yeah you know? compared he to like having yeah compared to having to you know deal with like a dialect coach to help you with that um so i think because he kind of already has it that's like oh like he can do it yeah uh i think that there were times where he would jump the gun um, like when, like they were coming out of like the bank, and then he was like FBI. Like he didn't have to do it. They could have just followed them. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Uh, and then another one was, um, I think. I don't remember, but I don't know. It was just like some parts, like that, where it's like he would jump it, like maybe the raid. You know, that yeah. might have... I think that's just because he was a rookie, you know. Yeah, true. He was a rookie. Um, but yeah, I think uh, character-wise, it, w- it was really interesting because, like, you know, he is not he is new at the job, but he's totally okay with lying, uh, you know, to get information. And then you can tell that, yeah, his life actually does kind of change after he starts doing the surfing. 
like the story that he's telling Tyler about like oh I just wanted to do something in my life for myself like after a while you start kind of seeing that oh that's actually kind of true like he wasn't lying about that well I think yeah I agree I think that it you know taking this FBI job might have like caused him to lose track of like yeah having fun mm-hmm. um i think that's my that's probably maybe why he decided to just throw his fbi badge and like quit yeah um maybe he's like no like this isn't worth it yeah he's like i'm done yeah uh, but yeah i think uh he did a good job keanu reeves did a good job um you know, uh, other than that, the character itself was pretty interesting. Like, it's always interesting to see a rookie. Like, every movie does that because it's kind of easy for us to put ourselves in their shoes and be like, oh, it would be cool if I got onto a, you know, uh, robbery unit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the same thing with McMillions, where, like, the head um, agent was like, oh, yeah, I, I wanted to do something interesting. Yeah. Um, like, he didn't want to... Because I think, like, the guy had ADHD, so he mm-hmm. wanted to, like, do stuff. He, he didn't want to just sit there in the office and, yeah. <laughs> you know, just pushing papers. <laughs> I agree. Um, what did you think of Bodhi's character? I think it was a good uh, choice for Patrick Swayze. Yeah. I think oh, he yeah. really um, honed in on the whole, like... like a, You know. Yeah, like, it's, it's interesting because he had so many layers to it. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I'm a surfer guy who also robs banks. Like, he is a server guy who's, like, very loyal to his friends and then um just it's just trying to be a good guy yeah just trying to be a good uh, guy just trying to like have fun yeah, like yes he does have but like, yeah he does have to like rob banks but it's like i'm mainly to like fun my because he thrills, was more yeah, yeah like just to more, fund his thrills and the robbing itself was a thrill for him yeah and then also he he knew that if he just got like a nine to five job in order to him yeah like it wouldn't like he would be bored true yeah um and then i feel that he always wanted to do more like life-threatening stuff like the skydiving and like yeah and then the 50 year yeah the 50 year thing um yeah and he has like a conversation about it with keanu reeves's character where he's basically like oh yeah like like if we don't almost die like what's the point you know yeah like, fuck it let's just go die doing something really really thrilling and i feel that he he was a good mentor for utah like because i think yeah. his um inspiration kind of led utah to quit the fbi yeah and i think he, he you know showed him like hey you don't have to be at either like extreme you can you know be free but still don't take risks where you could die yeah um and i think that was really interesting because you could tell he they were trying to go for that really like um what's it called the really like stereotypical uh guy that doesn't care that was really in in the 90s like the insane guy like the crazy guy like, usually action movies, the bad guy would have a, 
a sidekick that was like that where he like just didn't give a fuck he's like oh yeah like let's do this let's do that they kind of tried doing that with him where he's just like oh yeah no stunt is too thing like let's just push it further like let's get the vault this time you know um, let's not pull our parachutes till the last second stuff like that um you could tell that's what that's kind of what they were going for yeah i mean i in my opinion i don't think i think it was his um trope was a little toned down compared to the other like bad guy like you know on adrenaline yeah yeah i agree um but they uh did a really disservice to the next character i want to talk about uh which is tyler's character uh i thought they could have done so much more with her but they just kind of like made her this damsel in distress and like this dumbass that's get that gets taken advantage of by keanu reeves sure she's she's a surfer too and she's like good at it or whatever but she's not part of the surfer gang she's just like a random chick that surfs and is kind of a hard ass at first but then it's she's just like something for keanu reeves's character to sexually conquer and it's just like okay that was a waste of a character yeah i think they could have done a bit more uh i I think it would have been great if like bigelow uh broke that whole like damsel in distress and yeah. actually had like tyler help utah out like i don't know like, or at least like stand up for herself instead of like being like just this woman that both Bodie and utah use th- think about how much better the movie would be if like K- Bodie's character wasn't there well no no if Bodie and tyler were the same character Oh, it would have been interesting. Right? Think about how much better the movie would have been. Like, that would they, have been interesting to have a female like like that. Yeah, and she's the bad guy, which is great. Uh, she falls in love with the hero, which is great. Hero falls in love with her, which is great. They both don't they, know about each other's secret identities. And then they have this huge conflict of like, oh, well, I really like her, but then she's a bad guy that I'm going after. Yeah, well, that would be interesting too, like... Uh, Bodhi found out that Keanu Reeves is the FBI guy when he yelled at her. Like, what if, like, let's say, again, I'm writing this movie retroactively, but, like, what if early on in the movie, Keanu Reeves is like, oh, wow, you have really pretty eyes. Like, wow, they're so blue. Or whatever her eye colors were. Um, And then later on in the movie, like, when Bodhi's guys are exiting out of the bank, like, he sees her eyes, and he's like, oh, I recognize those eyes. I know who that is. And then she's like, oh, shit, it's him. And they both have, like, a moment of, like, oh, wow, this is the person I've been trying to avoid. And this is the person I've been trying to catch. That would have been a cool movie, right? Yeah, come on, Cameron. You're the guy that, like, put most of the writing into yeah, it. Yeah, you're the one that's You could have broken character and then been like, yes, I was the first yeah. guy to break this trope. Yeah. <laughs> And imagine how cool her character would have been, like, leading this gang of surfers. Imagine how cool James Cameron would have been Mm. if he did that. If he did this, yeah, probably. Instead of, like, being focused on the two movies that made him famous, like Titanic and Avatar. And E.T., babe. Also, AI, artificial intelligence, is his most famous movie. That's, isn't that Spielberg? Huh? Isn't that Spielberg? Is it? 
Yeah, I think both E.T. and... Oh, those are Spielberg? Yes. Oh, I got it confused with That's James Cameron. That's why Spielberg has oh. Amberlin Entertainment and had the fucking, like, scene okay, with I don't the know. E.T. Well, wait, and did, the bike. Did he do The Abyss? I think. Okay. See, I know one of his other movies. No. No, it's just, like, it's just so funny that it's, like... It's been 20 years, and then he's like, I, I'm doing a dark do- documentary about me going underneath the water to see the Titanic ship. And it's like, dude, we fucking get it. You love this fucking ship. Yeah. It's like, we get it. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Same thing with Avatar. It's like, oh, you guys, I'm going like, to make like four videos. It's gonna I'm be... going to make four films. Yeah, and you know what? Like The poor guy is like trying to make Avatar happen, and... Avatar came out 11 years ago, and it's like, dude, like, kids these like days don't even know make, Avatar. Like, he tried to make Avatar Avatar World, and yeah. that didn't happen. That kind of fell through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, he's, who knows what he's doing at this point. Well, he's working on Avatar 2. We know that, because that's supposed to come out in uh, 2022, but. Oh, <laughs> Wasn't geez. that supposed to come out, like, in 2018 or something? something like that it was honestly it was supposed to come out in like 2012 but it never did <laughs> so who knows who knows anyways um, back yeah. to let's talk about angela papa's another like worthless character in this movie that just kind of dies and yeah like, okay who cares i mean i would argue a bit that at least he wasn't like that kind of typical, like, old, like, I'm too old for this shit, like... Yeah, he was in there. Yeah, yeah I felt like he, he was a bit more in, involved and, like, at least, like, you know, was kind of, like, helping Utah. Like, because when he brought up the theory, it's like, oh, I think, like, their surfers, like, they work together. Yeah. It wasn't like Utah did his own thing and then, like, you know, Papa's was like, no, no, you can't do that. Or yeah. and it, you know, it was really funny that he came up with that too. Like, yeah. It and was... then he gives his reasoning. He's like, they only like yeah, like rob... the tan line. And yeah, then... it's like look at the tan line on this guy's ass, and then the camera zooms in on the guy's ass, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess there is a tan line there. I can't, I can't tell. I'm too distracted by the ass. And then like apparently like the thing that he used was like the wax that they use for surfing. So, yeah, that lets them like grip onto the board. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, and they only like strike during the peak surf times or whatever it is and you know it's just such a weird conclusion to come to but he but you you could you could show that like he's very smart and very observant no he's not no but you know what i mean like he kind of can like pick up small details yeah Yeah. except for you know when the robbers come park in front of him and going I, i would say it's like very limited um observant yeah yeah only works on sunday he might have just been like huh what if they're server you know like saw the evidence and then saw a surf magazine looked at the evidence looked at the surf magazine looked back at the evidence looked at the surf magazine it's like i just can't crack it (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah uh, also, I don't think he deserved to die that bad. No, um, no, That no, was no. bullshit. They just killed him because, like, the old mentor needs to die for the new guy to move on or whatever. Uh, that that shouldn't happen. Yeah, that was really bad. Uh, I was like, yeah, he shouldn't have died, whatever. Um, 
So then, but um, Gary Busey though, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I would say this is like pretty yeah. good role, other than Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think he also could have done a good job as the okay. of the FBI director as well. Okay. Yeah, do you want to talk about the surfing gang? The um, surf gang, surfer gang, surfing gang. Yeah, you first. Um. Yeah, they're they're all the same character. They were not interesting at all. Um, they're just there to make loud noises and you know rob a bank and randomly die yeah i felt and it was kind of weird that like the guy that was severely wounded that he was like okay you're Mm -hmm. gonna jump like off this plane and it's like like shouldn't you like attach yourself to him so then like i mean it's like, yeah. what if he just, like, falls and then doesn't open Yeah, what if he the... loses consciousness yeah. while falling? And then, like, doesn't lose, um, doesn't, like, release the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> then it's, like, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> I don't know. That was just kind of, like, like a weird moment. It was like, okay, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really weird. Um, that's, honestly, most of the moments with the surfer gay. Yeah. It was just like kind of just these weird moments. Like some of them tried to be the comic relief. Uh, it just, you know, didn't. Yeah. They were good henchmen. You know what they reminded me of? In Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they make these like homemade videos of like Lethal Weapon and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And these guys felt like they could be in those movies as like really bad henchmen. They were almost like the diehard henchmen where they were like oh like the swedish guy yeah yeah (laughs) like the swedish brothers they're kind of like that where they're you're just kind of like oh these guys are weird quirky funny like henchmen like and then you have the asian guy and then wasn't there a black geek guy was there yeah i think it was like a black guy that was like the computer guy and he like unlocked the vault or something i don't remember that or like he was able to control the building yeah maybe we should watch die hard for christmas yeah and do a christmas episode well before oh i do remember him yeah he was able to hack in and transfer the funds over that's what he was doing yeah not the bomb the bombs yeah it was bombs and die hard yeah yeah um yeah i i think like the servers were um kind of like one notes uh, I would yeah. say that fun fact, like Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers was um, one of the surfers. No way! Not the not yeah, the main. No, I recognize him. Yeah. I was like, is that that guy? No, he's probably just an actor I've seen in other things. Well, he originally he was an actor. He's the guy that wears the baseball cap at, in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like the guitarist. No, he he's the lead singer. He's the one that just oh, sings. Oh, right, 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 the singer. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did recognize him. I was like, oh, is that him? And then I was like, no, it must be some, like, other actor I haven't, uh, you know, seen before. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of it, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. And it makes sense that he's in this movie, like, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all about California and... That would have been that fun. Lifestyle. That would have been fun if like they had like songs, a couple of songs from them. Yeah. Like the. Did they have good songs back then? Yeah, they had "Soul to Squeeze." I think they just did "Under the Bridge." Oh okay. Um, yeah. Under the Bridge would have been good, to like yeah. have in the movie. Yeah. Under the bridge. Yeah. 
That would have been really good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, again, like, I think that they were kind of, like, one notes. It's like, okay, you're here to fill in a role. That's it. There needs to be a gang, and I think it would been. I think it would have been interesting if, like, at least, like, they had more depth. Particularly the ones from the ex-presidents group. Like, I think it would have been great if, like, they had more depth. And maybe, like, they had, like, a... Maybe was able to develop or build or, you know... Uh, have like a relationship with, between Bodhi, yeah. you know. If, so then you could kind of understand that yeah. when Grom, I think when Grom dies, like then you was like, oh, okay, like it, it would have been really easy. Like all they needed to do, you know, that scene where they play football, yeah, and then they have like a really dumb, like, argument at the end, yeah. Like instead of that argument, if they just sat everyone down next to a fire, and everyone just shared a personal story. Yeah, like, they're smoking weed, and it's yeah. like, oh, like, you know, what's your crazy moment? Yeah, or like, hey, why are you, why are you doing this? Or, or it's like, anything. why are you, why are you named Roach? Yeah, anything. Like, then they just share anything personal, and now those characters have more depth, and you actually care about them. Yeah. Like, when they were dying, I was like, I don't even know which one that is. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, until, like, the like, guy would, I would yell. Say, I would say the only one that kind of... I guess had more important was Gromit, like the first one that died, yeah. because then Bodhi was like, "Oh, brother!" Like, and I was like, "Wait, oh is that God. his like actual brother?" Like, I was a bit confused. Yeah, you know, I didn't know if it was like, "Oh, like my brother oh, from brother. another yeah. mother" type of thing. Yeah, or if it was like legitimately his brother. Yeah, that would been interesting if it was his actual brother. Then I'd be like, oh, "Okay, like there's some." conflict there's, there's some, some connection between yeah. these kids he actually has a reason to care yeah yeah because like the other ones he's like oh he's dead let me just take my money yeah. type of thing <laughs> you know True. it's like oh he's dead too let's just go on the yeah. airplane what if one of those bad guys if this movie was made right was tyler's brother oh yeah right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been interesting yeah that would have been cool but you know yeah you'll never know uh, so yeah, that's about it for Point Break. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I I'm, I look kind of confused at Jeanette because I was like, is it Point Break or is it Break Point? No, it's and then Point I'm like, Break. No, it's Point Break. Point break. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah um, please uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, find us at J underscore and underscore M underscore podcast. <laughs> uh, email us for any ideas, suggestions, or if you want to say hi um just email us at jnmpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and also um this past uh few months i've actually uh worked on a web series for a couple of their episodes um and the web series is called virtual reality it's f-l-i-r-t-u-a-l reality and it's basically um, finding love during quarantine. <laughs> yeah. And it's really interesting. Um, most of the scenes are all, like, on Zoom or, like, webcams. Um, and it's, like, a comedy drama. Um, and each episode is, like, written by a different person or, you know, mm-hmm. like, a duo. Uh, I directed, I think, five episodes 
Um, the first three are out as we are recording. I think like the second one will come out tomorrow. Um, and yeah, and I think the other one will come out, I think a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, you know, spend like five to 15 minutes watching <laughs> videos, yeah, you know, go to Flirtural Reality Series. Yeah, just look that up on YouTube and you'll find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find them uh, on Instagram for flirtual underscore reality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool show. Uh, you know, if you have a spouse or if you're trying to date during uh, the pandemic is a good time to kind of watch that. It's it's interesting. It's topical. Yeah, each episode is like about five minutes. Um, so it's not like going to take like much out of your time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thank you again for listening. Uh, hope you guys had a good time. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the new listeners. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you again. Uh, hope everyone stays safe. Um, again, stay safe during the protest. Yeah, the um, protests with the pandemic uh-huh. and uh, the police brutality. Yeah. Let's stay safe during all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could say about like also climate change yeah the climate change um what else uh trillions of dollars of debt yes uh, debt. debt, yes Uh. (laughs) so everything yeah just you know watch watch uh virtual reality and forget about it for 10 minutes yeah um so yeah thank you everyone and have a good weekend okay bye. bye